0: Boy, it is really getting into farming season now, isn't it? That weather turned, and here we go. Things are being planted. Crops are being harvested already over here in western Washington. You know, we're seeing the grass being harvested at least so far for the dairies. But uh, over in eastern Washington... They've been harvesting asparagus, and I'm sure they've got a lot of other stuff uh, that's not far behind. While this all happens, uh, it means the need for people to get all this work done just keeps going up. Labor. You know, the farmers and farm workers, um, especially as some of the fruit seasons and other things gear up here in the next couple of months, will be maxed out getting as much done as they possibly can, working a lot of hours. And we've been talking about here, well, for a long time now, but focusing recently on the labor pressures that people are facing in farming. This is an existential issue for farming in Washington State, being able to get people to, to bring the crops in, to do the work, And then we also have issues on how do people get paid and how are they treated in the workplace and what are the activists saying and what is the government then doing to respond to add rules and how does that affect the future of keeping farming here in Washington state? This is the farming show here on KGMI. By the way, I'm Dylan Honkoop. Glad to have you with us here on a Saturday morning and joining me from the east side, from eastern Washington, folks who are already working like crazy. They're super busy, nine months of the year, Uh, Over in Wapato at Imperial's Garden, Manuel Imperial joins me on the program this morning. Manuel, thanks for being here. And explain, well, I I guess before we get into some of the issues about labor, what's going on on the farm right now? Are, Are you guys still harvesting asparagus?
1: Yeah, we're in uh, about two and a half weeks into it. We're about 10 days later this year, but we're going gung-ho right now, sir.
0: How many acres of asparagus do you guys harvest, and, and how big of a crew does that take?
1: Right now we have about 175 acres. Um, takes about till through about 130 people and packing line about 60 people. So we employ between uh, 200 to 220 right now.
0: Wow, and that that's a, a crop that you really kind of just have to harvest by hand, right?
1: This is the crop that it's uh, labor intensive. Uh, eight to 12 hours a day you know and it's it's really del- delicate you gotta you know take the heat out pack it hydro cool it ship it so you can get the freshness out of those asparagus to the to the consumer
0: and for folks who don't know manuel you can catch his whole story on the real food real people podcast that's my podcast uh on all the major podcast platforms as well as on youtube and at real food real manuel uh i was out there what couple seasons ago and visited with him got his story and you sent me home with some of that asparagus wow yes sir i i you you ruined all other asparagus for me now because i just want that stuff again it was the best freshest big juicy stems amazing texture and flavor i don't know what you guys are doing over there but that that was the best asparagus i've ever had in my life
1: What they're saying, um, billionaires, the, the fruit bowl of vegetable fruit, it's right on the Yakima Valley. I mean, it's, it's a, it's one of those things that it's unbelievable. The soil, the climate and everything is perfect here in the Eastern Washington. And I'm lucky enough to be one of the owner and grow this vegetable for the northwest did you know that we grow almost 50 to 60 million pounds of produce every year wow. and you know we've been doing it the last 38 years it's been amazing um so thanks
0: but, yeah, but a huge amount of work to do that especially what you guys are doing at imperial's garden which is you know so labor intensive the fruits and the veggies in particular and that's also not a high margin. Uh, space to be selling produce in either because I don't know it's sad but I think the American consumer doesn't expect to pay very much for their veggies when they go to the grocery store
1: yeah, yes, sir. Uh, like I shared to a lot of people the last few weeks visiting the farm and politics and politicians came to the farm and we discussed labor issues, marketing issues, rules and regulation, heat rules and all these things that affected the farm, healthcare. You know, like you said, there's not a lot of profit, but people like myself, we like we like to be, you know, we're the, the people that save America. We feed people. Uh, we're the most important should be people in America. Us and the worker. Uh, don't take that the worker yep. and the grower the grower and the worker there's no in between
0: yep um, I consider that those are all farmers. I, you know, farm workers are farmers too.
1: Well, yeah, because without them, there's no farm. Without yep. me, you got no workers. So, and then, you know, the last few years, you only are hearing inflation, inflation, inflation. Uh, yep. You know, the the minimum wage of the State of Washington, it went up. Uh, now they have implemented the overtime. Um, you know, it's not getting easier and easier. Uh, a lot of my peers either selling their farm or they don't make it. And I explain it to a lot of the senators that you know we need to work it out uh we barely make it every year i mean it, it, sooner or later there's not enough room to, to move i'll explain it to them that if they advocate for the workers they should be advocate for the farms too yeah because they go hand by hand you know if the workers are happy most of the owners are happy so if, but the, if the owners don't have a lot to offer to the workers and then the workers is going to be sad because they we're going to cut them off yes Imperials garden we do work 12 hours a day six six days a week and I explained it to them, yes, we're paying overtime, but at the end of the year, there's not much left to the coffin. Hmm. Um, I asked them that they need to figure out how to work it out between the growers, the workers, the retail, because you gotta consider retail too. That's why if you go to the second like asparagus, you go to the store now, you're probably looking at a three ninety nine a pound or two ninety nine a pound because they're very expensive to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we want local product, it's more expensive. Uh, so we talk about, like I talked to you about before, Mexico a day it's almost fifteen to twenty dollars a day. That's their
0: that's their wage labor
1: cost. That's their labor cost. In wow. America, cost me twenty some dollars an hour. <laughs> to compare that, it's not an apple and an apple. Yeah. Um.
0: How, yeah. How do you so, com- How do you compete? with that that is a huge challenge by the way this is the farming show I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI we are talking with Manuel Imperial of Imperial's Garden over in Wapato, Washington over on the east side they grow a huge amount of and I forget the specific number but millions of pounds uh, of fruits and veggies um, that are distributed all over the northwest if you want to talk about local food these are the folks who are doing it And, and you can find find their stuff in the grocery... I mean, lots of people get excited about farmers markets and such. We talked about uh, the local farmers market here on the program recently, and I, I love those initiatives, and I think those are great. But the truth is, most of the fruits and veggies that people get and a lot of other food come through that grocery store system, that system of farms and buyers and distributors and you know processors and retailers, ultimately. Um, And this is what you are a part of. You're a part of that system. You can't just, you know, increase your price because of an additional pressure, whether it's a weather problem or a labor issue, because your buyers will say, well, we can get it cheaper elsewhere, right?
1: Yes, sir. Three dollars more from Mexico. That's it cost them for freight.
0: So you do they eat-
1: a truck, a truckload of Asparagus, it probably costs them two dollars more than from Mexico Nogales, you know, Nogales to whatever mm-hmm. the to the point is to you, Washington, it's probably two dollars a box more. If it's ten dollars there, they can sell it, get up here twelve bucks, just put mm-hmm. it away, or vice versa, whatever the price is. So that's why it's hard to compete. When you're competing apple to apple mexico for real they can ship that product to united states cheaper than what you can work on it so that's why it's hard and kudos to the grocery chain they've been supporting locals safeway kroger's walmart winco's they've been supporting local through and through but it's a it's all a business they gotta make money too yeah, uh, you know, and we got to make money. And, you know, like I said, if our legislator can figure it out that everyone's be happy from the workers to the grower side and all these new regulation left and right. Uh, the, I mean, I cannot explain it to you. Yeah, everything. There's more than when I started, I told the, the legislator, I told them when I started in 1985, I can pick a corn and put them on a gunny sack, five thousand for six, seven dollars and it's gone <laughs> now. 40 years later, you got to have food safety. You can't use gunny sack. You cannot use this. You cannot use that. You cannot use plastic. You know, it's sad that everything you turn around, it costs money, but no one will want to pay. Except, you know, the bears close to the growers and the workers. That's what I told everybody. It's okay you raise the minimum wage. It's okay to to put all this overtime and stuff. Then don't complain when you go to the grocery store. You're paying tomatoes at ten dollars a pound or one dollar one each for corn for five bucks because someone's gonna pay for it.
0: But then then they'll just probably get them from Mexico or somewhere else anyway. And people will still have cheap food and and farms here won't be able to survive because they'll have no one buying their their fruits and veggies, right? But the,
1: the, the biggest thing is we just went to a pandemic that it shut down a lot of our resource and look yeah. what happened. It's skyrocketing yeah. left and right. Yeah. It don't matter medicines, gas, whatever. Do you want to do that? Do you want to live in the state of Washington to be just depend on overseas food supply, yeah. or you want to support locally that while, while we're still healthy and be, we can grow the best food for you, for the US, I mean, the Washington state citizen or the Northwest. Why do you want to depend on Mexico or fruit if you have all the resources here? You know, that's why I, I am begging people that we need to work together from the legislator, from the workers, all the growers, it don't matter your wheat growers, Potato growers, apple growers, anything—we all in one. Yeah. Well, the reality—the
0: reality is, and we've talked a, a lot about this on the show. By the way, we're talking with Manuel Imperial of Imperials Garden over in Wapato, Washington, um, focusing on you know hand labor that it takes to grow a lot of the things that we buy from the grocery store and eat. Um, and a lot of which they raise and grow there in Wapatoa Imperial's Garden. You know, there are issues with agricultural overtime in how it was rolled out here in Washington, uh, a system designed for factory work, essentially nine to five kinds of jobs, and then applying it to a world of agriculture, which is driven by nature and has busy seasons and slow seasons. And, and it does just doesn't fit. And ultimately it's led to workers making less money in many cases because farms oftentimes can't afford, simply can't make ends meet if they pay that full amount. So they they bring on more workers and fewer workers or, or more workers get less Hours each. Each worker gets a smaller piece of the pie, essentially, and workers are upset about that. But the reality isn't. And some have said, "Well, why don't farmers just pay it, and and why don't they step up to the plate?" But the reality is, with what farms bring in for food, the food that they grow and sell, if those costs go up much higher with such tiny margins, that farm's going out of business. So you can only. And then, and then how many jobs do workers or farmers have? Everybody loses their job in that case, and I think that's that's what you're saying as far as everybody needs each other. Workers and farmers need each other to be able to, to grow food here.
1: Did you know that it's still a state of Washington? Ag-based products still the highest workers from my farm all the way to the grocery stores, to restaurants. And everything it supports so many people mm-hmm. you know we don't even really think how many people are there but it's also like I told my friends everyone can go strike right everyone anybody can go and strike why farmers can go and strike too <laughs> think about it Dillion. if a farmer the entire United States go on strike for seven years like the famine see what happened. yeah. Then what?
0: Yeah, I mean, there are going to be a lot right of to go and strike? a lot of hungry people really fast.
1: That's my point. Even yeah. now, there's a lot of people. The problem is, there's so many small growers like myself that they're selling their farm, and it's sad that you know the big guys they still will survive, but the little guys that the generation of family that it has been farming forever they they force them to sell because they can't keep up, they can't.
0: And those are the kinds you of know. farms that people want to have, run by a family that cares about passing it to the next generation if they can and it's connected with the land and connected with the community and doing things locally and not just a huge corporation answering to shareholders who may or may not care about sustainability at all yet those are the kinds that you're kinds of operations are the ones that are often under the most pressure with these additional rules that don't take into account how things work again talking with Manuel Imperial of Imperial's Garden just a minute or two left here with uh, Manuel and again you can check out his whole backstory if you go to Real Food Real People I think it was in season two if I recall I should have called up the episode number here Uh, but you can find it on the podcast with on podcast platforms as well as on YouTube and realfoodrealpeople.org I uh, came from the, the Philippines and got started here in Washington State in the mid 80s as he, you were referencing there things have changed so much since that time uh, his story is incredible of coming a- and starting from nothing and building what they have there now in Wapato at Imperial's Garden you had uh, legislators and, and agricultural leaders and a whole bunch of folks out to your farm including State Senator Rebecca Becca Saldana, who has been a big challenge for the farming community and has been very hard on the farming community and not seeming to want to listen to the farming community. But she was there to listen. Maybe some encouraging signs there. Just in the last minute here, Manuel, what was your conversation with her when she was there this week?
1: Senator Saldana, it's great. And Senator uh, King and a couple of congressmen uh, from the lower valley, it's a, a good experience. And they see that through and through how an owner and a, and a worker work together. And I told her it's like a family. It's, it's like a brother and a sister. You can't, either one, you can't get rid of them. They go together. Yeah. And she agreed that without one the other, they don't work. All the policies and everything I told them, I asked them that they need to figure out that it works both ways to the grower and to the worker. A healthy growers is a healthy worker's program because like I, I, I told them that to have a good company or a good environment, you have a good owner and you have a good worker. And the last 38 years, I have generation family that work for us, it's the same family, and we eat together, we sleep together, and we work together. Mm-hmm. And we both, we all go together when we lose rejections, we lose crops, uh, 2021, we almost had, we almost lost the farm, and they felt it, and I, I felt it, and, and Senator Saldana interview 10, 15 workers uh, randomly, and they all said the same thing, we want to get paid more? Yes, we do like more money, but we also like our owner to make money too. It, it, it's work both ways. And mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, it's a, gr- I was so excited when they left because the workers said it the way I didn't think that they're going to say. Yeah. But they all supported for the farm. And it don't matter what farm you are, you can be Jones whoever because it's the same thing a lot of the people work on the farm they stay there forever the goal is i like i told the senators and the congress people the goal is we like to send our kids to the college and hopefully that next group is going to be better than us and they do the same thing even the worker do the same thing so i'm praying that the both sides can figure out for the healthy for the agriculture in the state of washington and they've worked both ways uh, you know, the growers and the
0: workers. Absolutely. Manuel Imperial of Imperial's Gardens out in Wapato, Washington. Go to the grocery store, folks. Uh, like you said, Safeway, Kroger, and, and others. You go through the produce section. You'll find... Um, as the as the season progresses and they harvest various fruit and vegetable crops you'll find their name on a lot of stuff now you have uh, heard from from one of the Imperials himself right here on the program so you, you know what they're all about when you buy their food in the store I know I had a box of tomatoes from Imperial's garden a long time ago uh, before I ever knew Manuel and thought wow these are amazing tomatoes and, and I'm honored to now be able to to uh, call Manuel a friend manuel thank you for your time on the program this morning and best of luck you guys got a lot of busy months ahead producing food there
1: thank you sir have a good one